We want to welcome you all this morning, and we want to start off just by first acknowledging today can be filled with a lot of different emotions. So some of us may have great relationships with our fathers. Some may be fathers. Some may want to be a father and not be a father. Some may be missing a father like me today. But um, we just want to get together, and really our main purpose this morning is just to remind each other that our God is a good father, and he meets us where we are. And whatever's lacking in your life, in your spirit, in your day, he will be there to make up for it. And so we just invite you to join us. Um, we do have a panel this morning. I'm not just going to sit on this chair all my lonesome. But I thought I would spare you the um, effort that it took to get up on this high chair. So I snuck during prayer, so hopefully you are a person who prays with their eyes closed. Um, I would like to invite some men up this morning. If I've talked to you earlier about this, please head on up. Now, you'll notice as they're coming up, you might think, oh, well, we know that I didn't choose them because they're all expert fathers or they've been fathering for so long. It's probably clear to me and at least two other women that these are the three most handsome dads in the whole church. So, <laughs> Two people agree with me, I hope? All right. Thank you so much for being willing to share, um, preparing. I think this is for you. That, we put that in the middle. I meant to put it in the middle, oh. sorry. We had, a ran, we had a run through and we did need it, so. Uh, so why don't we, um, can we just start down there, just, just introduce yourself and let us know how long you've been a father. Marty Friesen, and I think it's 34 years. 34 years. Uh, my name is Mike Davis, and I've been a father for 30 years. Darren Davies, and soon to be 40 years. And I yeah. am Debbie Davies, not a father, but I am on staff here working with children and families, and I'm really honored just to facilitate all that these men want to share this morning. So we're going to start out just a real soft question, but really just to get it started. Could you tell us what was your relationship like with your father? And how did that influence you as a father? Marty? Mike? Yeah. Darren? Mike? Marty, why don't you start? Um, Go ahead, Mike. Okay, I'll start. Again. <laughs> uh, I was uh, blessed to have a really good relationship with my dad. Um, he was a great example to me, um, teaching me from God's uh, word, but also just demonstrating. So I was able to, you know, learn by by watching him. And so I realized not everybody has that relationship with their dad. Uh, and so it's a real blessing. Uh, yeah, I have a little bit unique. For those of you know that I was adopted at five. And I was thinking just this morning, I don't know why I never thought about this before, but, um, you know, my name was changed. My middle name was named after my my biological dad, Alfred, and uh, he was um, an alcoholic and abusive, and God, you know, allowed me to be adopted out of that. And then my new name was named after my dad, Archie, and so my middle name is Archie, and um, yeah, dad was awesome. He was a great guy. He's the most patient man I've ever known, and just a real, real good example, but I had that unique opportunity, you know, just to have it both ways. Thanks for sharing. 
So how is what you have learned and know about God as like our Heavenly Father, as I was talking about before, how he's a good father, how has that changed your view of your role as a father and a leader to your family? How has that changed? Um, I would, am I on? Okay. Um, first, I want to just thank Grant for your prayer because I feel like you, uh, not, come on, Marty, not already. Um, you nailed it. You nailed it with your prayer. And, uh, and even as other people have already been talking about this, and we talked even earlier in the office, it's, it's amazing how it's changed over the, over the years. It, it now seems like, you know, there's always been that relationship, the father, the son, and from that relationship, a spirit that is holy. And that has always been going on. And it's not my job to try to figure out how to be a father. It's my job to be drawn, not my job. It's, it's my privilege and honor to be drawn into their relationship and, and to learn from that relationship with God and his son. And I don't know, that's probably not explained very well, but, it's, but it's, trust me, it's heartfelt. Well, you were sharing earlier, which I thought was kind of interesting, that um, when you're younger, what you thought your role was of like, you know, being the provider, being the yeah. protector. Yeah. And now how, you know, how's that evolved, I guess, now? I thought it was really interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, and that was, I mean, uh, I viewed my responsibility as a dad to, uh, you know, protect uh, provide. Um, I knew that there was something of some kind of leadership that was I was responsible for, so I was made sure everybody got hauled off to church and all that kind of stuff. But, but I, as we were talking about in the office, and it was really true, I think I missed a lot of what it meant just to be a relational dad, to, and to listen to my kids, to know where they're at, to, to try to understand instead of trying to fix. And yeah, there was a lot of that. Anybody else want to speak to that? Well, um, we, we rehearsed this beforehand, right? So we, we kind of know what, what we were saying. Uh, Marty. That's uh, why it's going so smoothly. Yeah. Marty mentioned relationship, and that was something that um, struck a chord with me because um, how things have changed for me in my walk with God is it's much more relational. So when I was younger, it was much more about, uh, I guess some people call it check checklist religion, right? Things that you should not do and things that you should do and all those responsibilities as a dad of our kids you know, uh, so it was a lot of um, things that I should be doing, and as uh, I've gotten older, it's become more about relationship. I appreciate how our Heavenly Father wants to be uh, in relationship with me, how much He loves me and wants to be in, in relationship with me. <laughs> it's a good thing we brought these up here. Uh, and so, um, my goodness, I hope my my kids uh, don't view, uh, uh, don't feel like they need to perform, <laughs> you know, for me. Uh, I, I think I have great relationships 
with my kids and we can just enjoy spending time together and joking and laughing and, and just hanging out. So uh, I would say relationship is something that really speaks to my heart when you say that, Marty. Yeah, and I, I guess before we leave this question, the one thing I think though is I, I sometimes I look at it now and I think, well, yeah, I know that now if I was to go back and be a dad all over again, I'd be such a, I'd be so much of a better dad. But, but I think sometimes I've, I've, I remember how, how big those things were to provide and all that, that it was so, I mean, you want to make sure your kids got shoes, right? And, and you look pretty bad if your kids don't got shoes. So you're making sure they got shoes and all that kind of stuff. And, and that was a huge deal. And, and it was kind of overcompassing to where the relational piece yeah, I'm seeing that now. I got a lot more time, some less responsibilities in other areas. I can see it now, but but man, when you're in the thick of it, it's it just kind of overwhelms you. Yeah, I think I think that's how men, in general, view success a lot is how well we've been, how well we've provided, and um, yeah, I think we get hung up in that trap. I know I do. For sure. So it it sounds like you're talking about kind of kind of two different things, but to the same end, you wanna you wanna prove and show your care for your family, and there's one route in just provide, 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 protect, protect, and then the other's relational. And so it sounds like maybe these are first, and then if there's time for the relationship, which maybe it comes later. But um, yeah, there's a lot of pressure. In some ways, the, the uh, providing's easier. You know, um, that sounds really bad to say. But I it, see some heads nodding. Mm. It's okay. It is. It's, 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 it's easier okay. to say, okay, I did, you know, da 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 da. It's, it's, it takes a lot more effort. It's a lot more, it doesn't, it's not as tangible for the relationship piece, I guess. Well, <clears throat> the providing only involves you. There you go. You can go out and do this, right? Yeah. And, provide. and I, and I but can stand relationship my. Relationship involves two people. You're right. I think also we know what providing looks like, so I can tick it off the list, right? right? It's, uh, it's very objective, whereas a relationship is very um, subjective, like you just, you're not sure. All right, so talk a little bit about knowing about faith. I think this is kind of a good follow-up. Knowing about faith versus really living out your faith. Maybe like watching it, looking at it, this is what faith looks like, and then actually living it out. How has that sort of evolved in... Um, how you've been fathering and leading your family. I think I'm first on that one, right, Debbie? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I'm so glad you got this stuff down. Um, so a couple of verses or a verse and a, and a theme, which is many verses um, that um, I've been um, thinking on lately. One is um, I actually kind of hijacked from my wife. Um, it's from Luke. And... Um, where uh, the angel of the Lord, uh, oh, thanks, it's on screen. And you can see it too. Uh, so, you know, the angels just got done telling Mary everything that's going to happen. And I remember like, what, 20 years ago, my wife telling me how significant this verse was in her life. And I just kind of, you know, was like, well, yeah, it's in the Bible, so it's kind of important. But in recent years, it's something that's really been stirring in me. And, and, just the complete surrender. Mary says, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And just the, 
the trust in God. Um, and then paired with that, uh, a theme, which is actually verse, verses all throughout the Bible. Um, in Proverbs 1, it talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, and you see that a lot through Proverbs and in Psalms, but you see it in the Old Testament. Uh, you see it in the New Testament. And so this concept of fear of the Lord is something that, I, you know, I've, I've, I've listened to people preach on it. I've read on it. I'm not sure I fully understand it. Maybe none of us will all fully understand it until we're in the presence of the Lord. I've heard, you know, reverence and respect, and I'm not sure that fully captures it. But it, anyway, a new thought that I had recently was, um, what does it say about me if I don't have the fear of the Lord in me? To me, that is a prideful thing. So, so fear of the Lord probably has something to do with humility. And, and, and then in Proverbs 3, it talks about be not wise in your own eyes. So, so anyway, those two things together. Um, again, I was blessed with a really good relationship with my dad. So I think it's really easy for me to um, trust in our Heavenly Father and uh, just... My life feels much more, um, I'm, I think peaceful is the right word, but, but I feel much more free. Almost like I'm just kind of along for the ride. There have been a lot of good things that will happen. There have been some hard things, and I know there will be more hard things. Uh, but he knows what's best for me in the good and the bad things. And he knows better than I do. So when something bad is happening and I'm like, take this away, I don't want this. Well, it may be the best thing for me. So I just feel uh, much more um, free and able to, I think there's a difference between living in faith versus having it be a mental understanding. You know, it's an experiential knowing of something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it starts off as one and then as you absorb it, it becomes a way of a way of life, a process. So um, let's talk a little bit about grandkids. What is being a grandfather? Now, you may not think that these men are old enough to be grandfathers, but I have it on good report that they all are. So uh, Marty, would you like to speak a little bit to that? I, I would. And I, let me remind you, we have a limited time, because I know his <laughs> grandson, Oliver. He's amazing, and he would be worthy of the whole time, but just, just a little bit, Marty. Yeah, this is the whole reason I volunteered this, because I am a grandfather three times, but one of my grandkids, and he is, right now, he's two, and he, uh, he lives very close to me, and I get to see him nearly every day, and we have a lot of time we spend together. And, and can you put up the, uh, the Matthew uh, 8, 18 I thought he was going to say he brought pictures of his grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I did. I thought about that. He, he's too, he hasn't even had a haircut yet. So he's, he's just he's freewheeling kid. He's, he's, he's so much fun. But um, he, I, I, this verse struck me that you're looking at. Um, probably it was just shortly before Oliver was born and we were in a situation where Matthew 18 was coming up a lot and and the whole the whole chapter and I remember one day I was I, I sat down by a campfire and I was gonna read through the whole chapter and I got into the first five verses and that's and I was just that's where I just stayed and I've been coming back to this now for several years but I 
I, I was so struck by the idea that Jesus called those who were looking to be great in his kingdom to, to, to stop and to turn around. And then he brought a child in their midst and said, observe this child and you will, you will find the ways of greatness in my kingdom. And that just so blew me away. And I, I can remember thinking about it and trying to <coughs> figure out what he was talking about and what he meant. And then came Oliver. And so I thought, well, I'll just watch Oliver and see kind of if God shows me what he meant by that. And he, he has, and he is, and he's, it's still happening. But that kid loves me. I mean, he truly, true. Are you okay, Debbie? <laughs> um, it, uh, he truly, truly loves me. And, and, and he listens to me. I, Oliver has never once said to me, Grandpa, I know. He, he, he listens to me. And, and he's so willing to learn. And he's bright-eyed. And he's full of discovery. And, and I just... I think God is telling me, I don't know if he's telling me that, Marty, the way Oliver loves you, I love you. Or if he's saying, the way Oliver loves you, I want you to love. I'm, I'm not sure what he's saying and all that, but I'm, but I'm seeing in this little boy um, an acceptance and a love that, man, I'll be quite honest with you, here I'm sitting here, 64, and it's different and new. I, I don't know what to say. How's it different being a grandpa compared to being a dad? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, Debbie had that as one of the questions. And, and I just so want to say, even if this sound comes across wrong, it's not meant to. But I felt like when I was first given my original kids, you know, it was like, Okay, this is a test. Are you going to rise up to the occasion? Are you going to are you going to be the dad? Are you going to protect? Are you going to provide? Are you going to be there? Are you going to show up? Are you going to are you going to do a good job? And it, and that's how I looked at it. And it was so full of striving. And and I've since learned of all the mistakes. No, I haven't learned of all my mistakes. I've learned of some of my mistakes, and really, it's quite painful. And I don't really want to go there, but. But I, I've, I've heard, I've heard from my own kids of areas where they felt a lack of my fatherhood. Mm -hmm. Sorry, um, but in with Oliver, the striving's gone. It's, it's. We 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 enjoy each other. We're mm -hmm. we're. Like a little two-year-old and a big two-year-old, <laughs> and and it's like I don't care what anybody thinks, and it's okay. And and he's got shoes on, so what could be going wrong? <laughs> yeah. I think wasn't that next question the question about how you've changed uh, as a father? How I have changed as a father? Yeah. Um, 
I think that early, I mean, I, I really, really resonated. We talked about earlier about that, um, that feeling of having to provide and do all those kind of things. And as, as I've evolved, for one thing, being a parent never stops. You know, my oldest is almost 40. And um, I still, he's still, um, I'm still a dad to him. I'm still a dad to all of them. And I, I really, um, I resonate with what Marty said about as you get older, you find out the failings you've had. And if you've, in some ways, if you've been blessed with your kids being able to say, hey, you failed me in this way, as hard as it is to hear that, um, but that develops a new relationship with it. And so I think now, after all these years, is, to, is learning what a relationship looks like with, with your adult kids because it's different. And so now I, I have to make, I mean, it sounds kind of cheesy. I mean, Debbie knows this, that um, now I schedule a lunch with all the kids, you know, and um, we don't talk about, I mean, I've got, a lot of them are involved in the business as well, but I just... Can I say one thing about that? Uh-oh. Because it's just, it's, it's interesting. Do you mind if I share? I don't know what you're going to share. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Are you sure, honey? Because I want to be honoring. Uh, we'll talk later. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we probably will talk later anyway, but I've got us into this mess. No, um, it's just that he had decided to do this, and it just happened to be that he asked them all really close together. We had a trip scheduled. He wanted to see them each before. And individually, they came to me and said, is everything okay with Dad? Is he sick? No. Are you sick? He said, we've been talking and we're all having lunch the same week. And they were, and they were concerned because he is busy. And so to make this time for them matters a lot. But it's, it's also really convicting. And it's really tough to have your, you know, for the kids to go to Deb, their mom, and say, what's wrong with dad? Because he wants to have lunch with me. It shouldn't be that way. But it's just kind of the relationship I had with I mean, it's, you know, but it's just reality, and I think that's okay to say because... But it has to be intentional, I think. You know, in other words, the relationships don't just, just happen. You know, or, I mean, they should, I guess, but they, at least not with me. I, I have to have that. I have to have that conversation. I have to have that lunch with them. I think that's we'll talk great later. We'll that. talk later. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm in trouble now. All right. Um, what encouragement or wisdom would you give to young dads today who just... They so badly want to do it just right. And they have the list and they have the plan and they think, this time I'm getting it right. I guess I, I don't want to give them advice. It's just like, really? I would say, because it's, it's so hard because you're, you're wanting to do it right, but you're not. You're not going to do it perfectly. I know, I know we all know that it's, it's, it, it is like we were just talking about. It is so painful. Even if you did it all right and you failed them once, that one time they, they came back and said, you weren't there and I needed you. It'd kill you. And it does kill you. But that's what grace is all about. And so I want to look at the young dads, and it is tough. And, then, and I think it's tougher now than it was when I was a dad. Give yourself some credit. Give yourself some grace. You're going to mess up. 
you're going to learn. Accept that. Accept the pain of that. God knows your heart. And that's where he's working. I don't know. Help me out, you guys. Well, I would just want to encourage new dads or young dads or whatever the question was. Um, um, Marty's right. I, I would say don't sweat it. You are not going to get it all right. God, who is uh, sovereign over all, has made you a dad to you know, one or two or 12 or however many kids you got. That was his divine doing. It's part of his plan. And uh, you're going to mess up. You're going to mess up so many times. Uh, and in big ways. And in little ways. And the thing is, he, he uses that too. Right? So he'll make lemonade out of the lemons. Uh, so I just would want to encourage everybody, don't sweat it. Um, and just say, you know, the, the best thing that you could probably do is... Um, Work on your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Because out of that will flow, um, you know, better, better parenting. Or maybe it's not about better parenting. That sounds kind of performance and results oriented. But your relationship with your Heavenly Father will have a positive impact on your relationship with your kids. Yeah, and I guess I, guess I just feel a little bit of a, uh, um, a check with this. If that sounds like an excuse, I, it, it is not, it's not meant as an excuse. I mean, I think part of it's a hard reality. I mean, we all hear so many things that, that happens. Some dads have done some really bad things. I've done some bad things. And that doesn't excuse me. It doesn't, it doesn't excuse me for my errors. I, I grieve some of the things and, and have sought forgiveness for some of the things I did as a dad that maybe didn't even realize at the time. And I'm not, I'm not talking about excusing that. But what choice do we have but to, to take the grace that's given and take the forgiveness that's given and get back up and keep going? So what, what would you say to, to moms maybe asking how they can support uh, men in their roles as leaders and fathers. What would you say to moms? This is you have a free shot here, honey. What would you say <laughs> to the ladies? Don't question my authority. No. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, women are the great encourager of men. So I think, I mean, I think that, um, yeah, I think that, um, I think that, I don't know, I, I can't think of anything really specific, but just that support that I have, um, knowing that, um, well, I don't know, you know, I mean, you, you know, you've corrected me, and I think that that is actually a really big support for me to know, you know what, I've, I've messed up. So I think that don't be afraid to, you know, tell your husband that, hey, you know, I think you, maybe not in front of the kids. Um, but, you know, later on at night, you know, maybe say, hey, you know what, you may didn't quite handle that quite right, you know. Are we going to talk later? No. <laughs> oh, anyone else to the, to the moms? Well, I'll just say this because Nancy and I had this, this conversa uh, conversation like this just a, a few mornings ago. And, and it's interesting. 
where, where my wife so wants my love. I, I so need her respect. I need to know that she's, that she kind of believes in me. She, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, and and that, that I've got her, that she respects me and, and that the, the encouragement that comes from that is. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank profound. you. So you, you guys have done a great job this morning. I'm just wondering as you sit, as you're sitting here, just sort of um, thinking back, how do you think your younger self would react if you told your younger self that you were going to be on a panel, a Father's Day panel someday, giving advice on being dads and husbands? What do you think your younger self would have said or done? I've arrived. <laughs> I'm a success. Would you have believed it? No. Or earlier when I asked in the office, I could just say cue laughter. They were like, oh. That would just be hilarious, so. Um, but truly, have you come further than you thought that you ever would be able to with God's help? No. No. I think if you'd asked younger Mike, or, you know, you'd <clears throat> be up here, I had mm -hmm. a screwed up understanding. It's like, oh, okay, I figured some things out. I did things right. Mm -hmm. I had mm -hmm. some measure of success. And so, you know, here I am. Mm -hmm. That's just messed up. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I asked. Oh, go ahead. I, I agree with Michael. I, I think I was. I thought I was doing a, at the time a much better job than mm -hmm. what I was actually doing. Yeah. And I, I guess I just can't say that enough. And I know I've said that in front of our church family before. Mm -hmm. Our relationship with God, our our salvation, what Christ has done for us, is not about performance. Mm -hmm. So you know, he, we are called. He is trying to transform us to be more like him he wants to change us he wants what's best for us and what's best for us is 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 changing us in certain ways but oh please do not have the pressure of feeling like you have to perform you you won't be able to get there anyway mm -hmm. so let go and and trust it's not like you don't have to do anything right you, you do have to show up and yield is a word we've talked about quite a bit, just yield and allow God's power to work within you, but please don't feel this pressure that you have to check these boxes and perform or behave mm -hmm. in a certain way, because mm -hmm. God accepts us right where we are. Mm -hmm. And I love that at the very beginning we asked for a scripture from each of you, and Marty and Michael, you've each shared your scriptures as you've been talking, and Darren, I'd like to close with the one that you, that you shared. Philippians um, 1, 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's there. It's there it there. is. Um, you know, on some versions it says, um, I'm confident in this, that the work that he began, he's going to continue it. And a lot of times you lose confidence. You don't have the confidence that, you know, I'm just a mess up. But, you know, we can be confident that God's not done with this, that we're a work in progress. And it's going to be like that all the way, all the way through our whole life, continually working with us. So I can trust in this. I can rely on this that I'm not done yet. I'm not done being a dad. I'm not going to be done being a dad. I'm not going to be done being a person. I'm not going to be done being a husband, um, you know, until the day I die, so. Yeah, that he will um, finish his work in you, so I love that. Well, we do want to close in prayer. Um, I'm just going to open, and then, uh, Darren, if you'll close, if you guys want to hop in the middle. 
God, thank you so much for this day that we have together, that we can um, talk about your word. We can talk about the faith that uh, you have given us and the relationship that we have with you and how it's changed our lives. God, I pray just today for every man here, father or not, I pray that as you call them to be a man of you, Lord, that they will hear and they will respond and they will lean upon all that you have to offer, that it's not on them, Lord, that it's just on allowing the work that you've begun in them, Lord, to continue. Yeah, Father, I just want to agree with Grant's prayer again this morning for, for all the dads. They're struggling. It's hard, Father, through circumstances, through people. I don't know how you're going to do it. I pray, draw them in. Draw them in. Father, I, we, we need you. We need you, Father. You closed the Old Testament with, with the prophet's words to fathers and their, and their children. And that was so, so on your heart. Father, put it on ours too. Lord, I just thank you for the freedom that we have in Christ. And uh, as we've talked today, um, realize that not everybody has had uh, a good relationship with their dad or even has a dad or, I don't know, it's just not an all-rosy all picture. So um, there's maybe another step there for people um, that they need to get know you and understand the things that you say about yourself, but you are a good and loving God. So I pray that these people would be open uh, to that and that you would reveal yourself to them so that ultimately we all um, get to a place where we can just completely surrender like Mary did and trust you. Lord, we are imperfect. I am imperfect. I've been imperfect as a dad and as a husband and Lord, but I, I just thank you that you're not done with me. You're not done with us. And we can use you as an example that you are the protector. You are the provider and you want a relationship with us. You desire a relationship with us just as, as dads desire, our sons desire to have relationships with, with their father and us with our kids, Lord, we just, um, we thank you for that. You're the perfect example. And um, by, by relying on you, by yielding to you and, and your will, that we can have that right relationship um, with you. And um, that um, by your grace, your forgiveness, your guidance, um, we can be um, the men and women uh, that you'd have us be on, on this earth to, to please you and to glorify you. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for... Um, just uh, well, we just thank you for this time that we have here and, and to, to uh, just learn more about you and, and learn what it means to be um, fathers on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, gentlemen, very much. Appreciate it.